Welcome to the Playmaker Podcast, a podcast for people who want to sell different. Playmakers wage war against traditional sales and win. Remember, success is just one play away. Welcome, everybody, to the Playmaker Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about people, process, and technology. I've got a great guest. This was an interview that I did with a friend of mine, Jake Rennie, for the Sales Development Summit. It was interesting enough that I wanted to have you take a listen, so let's dive right in and hear what Jake has to say. I welcome everybody to the Sales Development Summit. Man, I'm excited. I've actually got a great interview today. This one's a little bit of a different session than normal, but I've got a friend and uh, truthfully a colleague of mine, Jake Rennie, who happens to be the director of the Sales Academy over at Adobe. Jake, how the heck are you, man? I'm great, Dave. How are you doing, man? Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Uh, Jake and I go way back. I don't know, Jake. What was that? I don't, I don't, I can't. I don't know if I can think of the time where we actually met. But um, we've been working on the AAISP uh, as co-presidents here in Utah. Yeah. Um, we've been talking social ABM. I mean, we've we've talked about just about everything. Um, I, has it been four, three, four years? When was it? it? Seems like me and you just kind of slowly met. Is that right? It's or? probably been. Yeah, it's probably been it's probably been about five, four or five years now. It seems like ever since uh, ever since uh, I got into SaaS, I think we started connecting, and then and now we just like we just anytime there's a hot topic, you and I just kind of sets out the BS on it and that's right. That's right. decide uh, what you know where we stand. So it's, so it's just kind of fun. Like we're always just tackling the topics we think are BS, you know. Well, the best thing is, man, I always know if I've like done something stupid because Jake will call me out. I'll post something on LinkedIn. He's like, hey, dumb. Hey, you idiot. Like, what the heck are you posting that for? You? <laughs> no, that's not true, but he keeps me on. I got to keep you straight, man. He keeps I gotta me keep on. you straight. Um, so uh, I probably didn't do justice with the introduction, Jake. I know you've kind of taken on a new role, which sounds really cool. I think it's worth maybe taking just a minute and going one step deeper into that. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're doing over there at Adobe? Sure. Yeah. So I, um, I'm, uh, head over to the Adobe sales Academy and the exciting thing about our Academy is this, it's the part of our inside sales org where all of our new talent enters <laughs> into Adobe. It's where they go through a, a, a rigorous six week onboarding experience. Um, then they're part of our, our inbound team. And then from there, they actually get an assignment after they've spent some time um, learning and certifying. They get an assignment to be a part of one of our teams, whether it's a, one of our segments, verticals, digital media, digital marketing. Um, and then from there, I also, because of the, the, the influence of the org with that role, I also manage our, our strategy uh, methodology around our account based um, efforts and then um, all of our tech staff that go along with that. So it's kind of a, kind of a crazy role, and I couldn't have just defined anything that I would have loved to do better. Yeah, I think that's going to make for a, uh, a good conversation today. So first and foremost, you know, congrats on the new role. I'm sure it'll be exciting. Um, so our time is short, so I want to dive in. And I think this conversation is going to be interesting, mostly because the, the depth and breadth 
that you've had, not just, I think, at Adobe, but, you know, your previous roles um, in, in some of your other sales positions. I want to start, you just mentioned, you know, at Adobe, you have kind of your hand on the dial there around structure. And man, when it comes to sales development and it comes to structure, um, there's these different elements that seem to be a play. I've got certainly the account-based motion kind of versus this high-velocity motion and trying to navigate how that may work. Yeah. And I've got outbound you know, reps who play into that. And I got inbound reps. Sometimes they're blended reps. I got obviously different locations, You know, maybe sometimes international. And whew, it makes for a pretty complicated structure. And just focusing on sales development, if you were sitting down with a new leader or you were thinking about kind of designing that even at Adobe, what are some of the thoughts you go through to try to nail down? Like what does that go to market even look like? Yeah, no, it's a great question. Cause that's been a big part of what I've been working on this year, helping with some of the, the structuring of our, our segmentation and the methodology and each bit of that segmentation and, 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 and like really blueprinting, what it is that we're doing with, with each team. And, and, you know, is there even different methodologies that go into each one of these segments? So, um, man, let's like, we got to, where do you, where do you instruct that question for a second? Let's, yeah, let's, yeah, let's start with, so let's start with, um, let's start with, um, segmentation, right? I think it's one thing I'm noticing a lot right now on, especially on LinkedIn and, and from different, from different thought leaders or consultants or coaches, um, or different workshops I'm even attending or webinars. I'm seeing a trend that I think there's a lot of prescription of one type of a, of an approach to all segments. And that to me, like, couldn't be any more dangerous. Because I see that a lot, a lot of people are prescribing to just blanket statements to out to, to the industry of, hey, you should be approaching your sales cycles like this, or you should be segmenting or structuring your teams like this. Um, you should be having only inbound or only outbound. And the reality of it is, is like, look, let's think about your business first. Are you an enterprise business? Are you selling to enterprise buyers? Are you a me- like medium business? Are you SMB? Are you very small business, right? Are you, you have high velocity? What's the average sales cycle? Yeah. Because all of those things play into how you should be structuring your org, right? Because if you have a large enterprise business, you need to start thinking about segmentation all the way from named accounts to, you know, that strategic business to a more of an enterprise corporate business. And then like maybe dipping into that, that bottom tier, which for an enterprise organization probably caps it or, or bottoms out at like 50 million. But then all of a sudden you've got other companies who are saying 50 million, like we would, we would die to be doing com- business with companies that have 50 million in revenue. And our average deal size though is like what 5k pop. Yeah. So yeah. the first thing is that like, comes to mind when I, when you talk about that is like, well, we got to be careful about what we're, what we're subscribing to right now because there's not a one size fits all solution and there there we can't be talking about blanket statements when it comes to how we're segmenting our market well you know and that may be one thing to kind of just make sure we we double click on because i do think there's a debate so you are of the opinion that you can run different models in a business and at the moment i'm just focusing on let's say like an account base versus high velocity It, it isn't a one 
it, I mean, it sounds like that's maybe a myth you've, you've seemed to find is that, you know, if I'm going to be an account base or I'm going to be strategic, I got to be strategic everywhere. But what I'm hearing you say is that that's not the case. That doesn't have to be the case. No, no, that's, I mean, I'll just, let me post some questions, right? Like that's, a, it's absurd to think that way. Yeah. You, the, the beauty of account-based, right? The beauty of an account-based program, a true account-based program is that it's completely unscalable. Okay. So how are you going to run an unscalable program? Like the cost of the cost of sale alone makes it like unviable. Right. So, so the things you got to be thinking about in a, in a real account-based model is one, you have to be in an organization that truly is aligned with the marketing team. So you got, you got to ask yourself is, is marketing bought in? And when I say marketing is demand gen bought in is field marketing bought in is product marketing bought in. Right. And then is your inside sales leadership bought in and is your field leadership bought in? If you're if if you're not aligned with every single one of those points, you're not doing true account based selling. Yeah, you're you're just you're just doing like personalized selling at different levels of scale, <laughs> right? Because now we got to make sure is our spend is our spend targeted, right? Are we actually spending money on accounts that we want to be seeing engagement with? Are we actually influencing the engagement of the accounts that we care about? Right? Are we influencing the, the the people that we want to be seeing in those accounts? Do we even have a right fit with those accounts? Right? And 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 then marketing and sales need to be constantly communicating because sales needs to be going to marketing and saying, "Hey, I gave you a list of target accounts, and I'm not seeing engagement happening. What's not happening? You know, what are you guys not doing? Right? And marketing needs to come and say, "Hey, you gave me this list of accounts of highly targeted accounts that we're working on, and we're spending and we're seeing high engagement." But the activity on your end is slow. What's the deal, right? What gives? If that's not the kind of conversations you're having, you're not doing account-based. Do you feel, I mean, this is probably worth to just go one more step down this account-based concept because I get the idea that, you know, to the previous question, this is something that's just not, I mean, you can't, you can't do that to every segment of your business if you're going to be that kind of, uh, you know, that kind of discipline, that kind of structure, that kind of focus. Um, but I want to ask you one more question on the account basis. You kind of opened it up. I mean, if you mentioned the alignment piece, is there any other tip or advice you'd say to people, Hey, look, if you're running a good account based model, you've got alignment, you've got X and you got Y. I mean, you, you've got to have those to be successful. I mean, you know, you could, you probably yeah. could talk about it for three hours, but what's those kind of three things yeah. you leave behind to a, a leader? Yeah. You first got to know you got the right fit, right? So you got to you got to be understanding what your organization's fit score is for your accounts that you're going after. When I say fit, I mean one: do they do they match like just the firmographic, technographic, and look like models in your current account base, right? That's like that's one thing. Two: the other thing is fit is what I think a lot of people are replacing the old kind of like um like anim with like where we're not necessarily only talking about authority need and like urgency and, and, and money, but we're also talking about like, you know, is this, is this something that actually is a major pain in the organization? Is it a focus that like, uh, is it a focus project? Right. So fit is multiple elements mm. and we can measure now way more than we've been able to measure before. And inside of fit also comes intent. 
right? Can, are you actually measuring your intent scores from your buyers, right? Are they on the web actually searching for these things? So first is intent. Second is engagement, right? So if you don't see, if you're not measuring engagement, then, you know, it's like this might, this count might be all the fit in the world and they might be exactly who we need to get after, but your buyers on maternity leave. So you're not getting any engagement from this account. And you would know that if you're measuring engagement or they just implemented, you know, they just implemented a huge marketing automation platform and they're just not ready to do a, like a CRM um, switch, right? Like you got to be thinking about like, what's really like, what's, what's the engagement going on in the account? And are you actually going to get the currency of time from them right now? Yeah. So you can measure fit with, with like m- many different tools. You can tell, are they hitting your website? Are they consuming your content? How often are they doing? Who's doing? And then how often is that person doing it? So there's, there's a lot of different layers of, of engagement and then on top. So fit engagement. And then I think the third piece is, um, is, are you, are you actually like, um, um, are you actually driving, um, the right content, right? Like are, is your organization aligned to now drive the kind of content that's a value add to those organizations at the different stages in their journey? Because, you know, nobody knows your buyer's journey better than you. So, are you delivering the right kind of content to your buyers at the right kinds of stages at the level of engagement that they're off? Like they're, they're, they're showing you. So like those three things um, are, I think critical to a true enterprise level um, approach to account base. I love it, man. I love it. And I, I mean, I just feel like, I don't think people are there. I mean, you know, the, the content is an interesting one, but when you think of fit and you think of engagement, I just, I mean, I'm on the road a lot. I, I just don't think people are there. I mean, I, I think that's pretty forward thinking. No. Um, and I'm even scratching my head thinking, man, we we could certainly even do better at my own organization. But that's a conversation for a later time. Um, let's pop out of that for just a minute and kind of finish this piece on structure. Yeah. So a little bit of account base versus high velocity. Um, you know, you and I were debating just the other day, kind of this idea of like inbound leads, you know, and, and should you respond fast or not? <laughs> it's one of those things, you know, again, it's our weekly bash kind of session between Jake and I, but um, taking a step back outbound teams versus inbound teams. I mean, do you still split them? Do you keep them blended? Should you respond fast to leads or how do you think about this outbound inbound kind of situation? Look, like, again, I think it all comes down to segment. So to blanket statement, like you should respond to every inbound lead, um, within five minutes in a, in a, in a highly strategic model. Well, like I, I, I would caution in certain scenarios because, you know, you, you might, you, you know, you might be dealing with someone who's actually just been tasked to do some due diligence or research or collect some data well, for, for different stages in the process or procurement. Here's this, an experience I once had. I was dealing with uh, one of the top three SaaS companies. It's been, it was a deal that I had been working on for nine months and I had an inbound lead come from this account. And I'm thinking, wait, like, are we, are we growing this deal? I was getting pretty excited wondering, like, I'd never heard of this person before. I'll reach out, find out it's someone in the procurement department. 
and it made them really bugged that the vendor was talking to them and and reaching out. And I get a call from my buyer telling me, Jake, you can't talk to this person. You you, you can't bug our procurement team. Um, they they actually don't, they have um, they have policy in which they can't communicate with you. Mm. Now on the exact same account, I was out of town. My SDR who was supporting me had an inbound lead come in and reached out and it was the legal team from the exact same account. And again, he reached out within a few minutes and we got our hands slapped again saying, Hey, you can't be communicating with our legal team. Hmm. Like, Whoa, that like, we got to be thoughtful there. So if we would have done our homework and due diligence and, you know, communicate with our buyer, we would have gotten some feedback of no, like you don't need to talk to them right away. However, now let's talk about, let's talk about our smaller segments, our high velocity deals, um, inbound leads, they're like no brainer. If you're not communicating with them right away, like, you know, you're, you're missing out because the data is extremely strong. They, they come from you and Harvard business review, but also, um, we, we need to, we need to be thinking about that buyer in a different way. Their cycle is very different. By the time they're reaching out, they're, they're much further along. Um, and, and you gotta be thinking if you're not communicating with them instantly, your competitors are the one educating them. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, to me, it's like, you gotta, you gotta segment them and understand where does it make sense to, to, to communicate right away? And where does it make sense to maybe pump the brakes for a second and understand more context? Yeah. I mean, I think that that statement of, you know, you should respond to every single lead immediately is probably wrong and you shouldn't respond to anything immediately is probably wrong. There's probably, yeah. it depends a little bit on the segment. One question before we move on from that, do you feel like in an account-based model, um, you and I have talked about this a little bit, but the quick kind of top of mind response, I mean, are we sending inbound leads to um, directly to the, the I'm, I'm talking about it, maybe more of an enterprise segment, a strategic motion, it should be account-based. Do we send those inbound leads to the sales rep or do we still try to funnel them to a supporting maybe sales development team that, again, maybe they don't, to your point, let's not go into lead response time at the moment. Maybe there's a little more of a strategic process. Yeah, let's talk about which, which way do we go? The structure, right? So so I'm a fan of in, like inbound teams. I, I think inbound is still very important. However, just go back to segmentation. It depends. It, I, I, like having an inbound team in a, in a, in an enterprise, like highly enterprise strategic named business to me makes very little sense. And I'll tell you why you have, you have, think about the, think about the profile of, of SDR that you have working those accounts. They're more seasoned, right? They have, they've been perhaps working on some of these accounts for a lot longer. They have been nurturing leads in those accounts sometimes for, for over a year and the moment one of their, their you know, their, those contacts responds, there's no one in that organization that you want talking to them than that, no one else other than that SDR who's nurtured, who's built the relationships, because you can't tie that single lead to any exact attribution, whether it was marking the drill of that communication or an event or you know, like an article or or an SDR, it's, you know, all these things that you have done collectively as a group to slowly drive that behavior to your website. And you've got to get that, that SDR who's the most seasoned, the most, most prepared to have that conversation. Now, 
again, let's talk about smaller segment. Let's talk about mid market or, or you know an S and P segment. It makes all the sense in the world because think about all the junk leads you get. You get a lot of 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 just unqualified stuff that doesn't even like your 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 scoring systems can't you know they can't filter them all the time. You're going to get random students or or people who are not qualified or consultants that are going to end up in your queue, and you don't want to be wasting the time of of seasoned SDRs with that information. So you know get get an inbound team to, to filter through those deals, incentivize them on at bats or, you know, appointments passed, not necessarily opportunities approved and just have them churn, right. And have them put a lot of attention on those inbound leads and get, get them, get them in the hands of the SDR. Once you know, it's qualified. I love it, I love it man. Interesting. Um, all right. Next topic. We, we got to keep moving. Time, time goes fast. Um, Want to switch from structure over to systems for a minute? I mean, this has been your bread and butter, I think, for years. I think you're always ahead of the game. You know the market. You know the vendors. Um, you're you're in with a lot of these people. Obviously, in your new role, it sounds like you're going to be really kind of diving headfirst into this. Go big picture for a minute. I mean, how do people start thinking about a tech stack? What should it be like? What are some of the elements you need to be thinking about? Yeah, this is an interesting one. I actually just <clears throat> I just did a webinar with Nancy Nardin on this um, and I mean if anyone has done some homework on it it's her right she um, she recently came out with the first like the the first sales technology landscape similar to the marketing landscape slides that you know everyone sees she's done a lot of work on putting that together and and then she also had something she calls her maturity model of you know, you know, where, where you are probably as an organization in your tech stack maturity and what, what things you should be incorporating in your tech stack. Um, and you know, it, 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 there's obvious things, right? So like your CRM, you just, we live in an age where even though CRM is not driving deal velocity, it's your system of record. It just, you have to have it. Right. (laughs) Dang it. Um, what, yeah. Agree or no? Disagree? Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, that's fun. I mean, I think yeah, that conversation yeah. in of itself, it's like, you know, CRM, I love that system of record kind of connotation. It's, we've got to, I think, come to terms with it being almost a necessary evil, you know, um, that a lot of people do it, but it isn't probably the thing that's going to give you the competitive advantage that you're looking for. It's not going to give you that acceleration, but it is something that it's there. And so let's move on to the next point in the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Another one that's kind of interesting that like, I actually, I bring this up not to just plug Adobe, but to like to make a point. Um, she did a study on, on technologies that were most valuable in, in the stack for sellers. And for, for organizations that used um, digital signatures or digital contracts, the, the digital signature systems were the number one ranked solution that organizations said that they needed. But it's funny because for organizations that did not use digital signatures, it was like number seven, it was ranked number seven on their list of priorities. Hmm. So the other, the other thing that kind of like came to the surface in that study was for organizations that have recognized the importance in which digital signatures or e-signatures create in their buying cycle, recognize the value, like speed the deal, Velocity, like you know, creating the ease of use for your buyer, all those things are actually like no-brainers and should just that should just be a part of everyone's step. 
Like if you're you're in B two B sales and, and today, and you've got some sort of a like a digital buying experience, and you're asking your buyer for a wet signature, I think you're crazy. So you gotta be you gotta be definitely thinking about that. Now the next thing, this is where it gets exciting. I'll have to go quickly through it, but now you gotta start thinking about what do we do for for prep, like prep, right? So how are we doing research on our accounts? So then there's awesome tools like Dun and Bradstreet. Hoover's just did an overhaul of their 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 um, technology. You got Discoverorg, you've got um, yeah. you know, Zoom Info. These are all great great solutions that we use at Adobe. And then next, you got to be thinking about um, you got to be thinking about your calls, right? So before we used to always just think about uh, what are we using to make calls, the dialers and stuff like that. I'm not talking about dialers. I'm thinking about how are we actually analyzing our calls. Mm. So tools like Chorus, right? Chorus, we're going to record your calls, all right? And then they're going to give you insights. They're going to transcribe your calls and they're going to give you, they're going to give you talking points and coaching points with your sellers on areas of the calls that were, were misses. And like to me, like this couldn't be a technology I'm more excited about in our organization. So then you got to think about like orchestration, email orchestration, you know, like, um, sequencing your, your touch points. So tools like core, not, not course, but, um, outreach or sales law, like to me in the modern sales, um, sales stack, like it's one of those things you can't live without. You just need to have a solution that empowers your sellers that almost becomes a new hub for sellers. Like CRM is not the hub anymore. It's just a system of record tools like sales loss and outreach are your hub. That's yeah. where your sellers are going to be spending all their time. And, 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 and I got from there, you got to be thinking, go ahead. And, and inside sales, man. I mean, you got to throw inside sales in there, right? I mean, we got yeah. a tool, right? Well, I was, I was, I was wait. I was I was waiting for you. I wasn't gonna give it to you. I saw you doing it. I saw you. I almost didn't pull it. I usually don't plug it. But watch out! I'm here. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but you, you waited too long. The, the, so, so you got you got. And then the next one I wanted to say is like social. Okay. And then the last one I want to point out that's really important is that not a lot of us are thinking about, but a new medium in which we should be prospecting is video. Mm. So tools like Vidyard, BombBomb, Videolicious. Killer tools. Nobody's doing it, but it, like the, the the contact rate, like the response rate, is insanely high. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel? I mean, and when when you say video, I mean specifically, like those are more video uh, embedded in email. That's kind of the the secret that we're seeing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the medium that's predominant. Yeah, video and email. Um, when it comes to social video in general, this is powerful. Yeah. Um, when it comes to social, I mean, you've been a social seller. I think you were talking about it before. A lot of these people were five, six, seven, a, a decade ago. Is there any tools? That, I mean, certainly LinkedIn, uh, I get it. But is there something from a social selling standpoint that, that you feel like reps should have kind of their eye on a, a little fun little tool or something else that is kind of just tighten that motion when people are kind of thinking social selling? Yeah, I used to get out on this hard, you know that. And if you would have asked me this like two years ago, I would have listed off a list of tools that I thought were epic. But since I've moved from a, a, a frontline seller to a, a, you know, managing and, and actually implementing inside sales, like um, social selling programs, I've learned a super valuable lesson that it, social selling has to be really simple. 
People will not adopt it if they can't understand it. And if they can't understand it and make quick wins, it's never going to happen because it's like, it's just like, there's so many layers of how scary it is for, 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 for sellers that you've got to get them to wins really quick to see them for, for them to realize the ROI of it. And so for me, I, I, I would rather just say, Hey, pay for sales nav, pay for LinkedIn sales navigator. And, and if you want to get excited, use point drive from LinkedIn. It's phenomenal. Right. So LinkedIn sales nav and, and point drive together are just like is awesome. And then like, if you want to get nerdier, I just encourage you to go research it yourself because I would not suggest going a lot deeper than that. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting point. I mean, I think that's one of the things you and I've talked about is social selling and people going too far down those paths of fun tools and going into worlds of, you know, other platforms. And it's like, I'm testing out Facebook or I'm testing out Twitter. And it's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, man. Like you can go deep enough on LinkedIn and, and I'm not just talking about the technology, but the, the, the best practices around it or testing different in-mail capabilities or, you know, listening capabilities or strategies. So it's like, Go deeper on LinkedIn. Go to navigate. I like that. I think that's yeah. smarter rather than getting kind of you know. Well, what about this tool? This new Chrome extension? This new thing? It's like, whoa, wait a minute. Just 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 get one and get it working before you try to get two, three, four, five. Um, that is probably a lesson learned. I'm a little yeah. surprised. Yeah. I used to think of you kind of as a guy you could go to to probably get your kind of top ten tools, uh, social tools. But it sounds oh, like I can give them to you. Lessons learned. I can give them to you, but I'm going to send ninety percent of the listeners are going to go down a rabbit hole if I do. And like the point I'm making is, for the people that are ready to use those tools, they'll uncover them on their own yeah. if they're if they figure out how to leverage LinkedIn Sales Nav first. Yeah. So start there. I love it. Give me your quick point. Give me your quick thoughts on point drive. I mean, you mentioned it. I still think it's something underutilized. Um, you feel like that's kind of a accident waiting to happen almost like a video you know video piece people are going to really jump on that or is that just an unhidden treasure what's kind of your quick thoughts on point drive yeah i, I think it's an unhidden treasure like I, what i don't think people understand how to use tools like point drive you know i hear a lot of times people say it's like yeah it's like a pinterest for your buyer right i'm, I'm building you a board and you can see all the things that i'm putting on there for you um but like i like yeah, like I just like I think people try to like they're trying to like define it, but re- like it's so much more valuable than that. And the, the idea is that if you if you use point drive pages that are account level, right? Not don't build like don't build buyer like persona based point drives or segment based point drives or product based point drives because then the data that you're collecting is irrelevant. You're collecting a ton of data from different people that doesn't tell you anything about what your actual buyer is doing. Mm. So what you need to do is build your point drive pages based on the accounts that you're selling into, right? So then, so then you're encouraging your champion to socialize the content that you're sharing with them on point drive within an organization. And now guess what? Every time they share that link, you get to uncover different decision makers in the buying process. So now you know who they're being, who they're sharing it with. You know what those people are consuming and you know what they're like, what they care about. So the next time I have a conversation with you, I can say, Hey, Gabe, I noticed you shared the, this link with so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. And they spent some time taking a look at these assets and actually spent them a lot of time on this specific asset. Let's talk about, is this a, is this a current project that we're working on right now at insidesales.com? Like that is a conversation. That's not discovery, That's right? Cool. 
that is that's i like the i like the account focused rather than maybe the persona focused that is a good takeaway um well our time's yeah. probably coming to an end here jake really appreciate it um before we go what kind of closing remarks anything you want to leave with the audience as we kind of close this uh, this session in the sales development summit Ooh, good question anything I, anything i want yeah i mean carte blanche <laughs> um sees the day <laughs> you know what i would Honestly, like as we've thought about all these different topics and I think about, I think about, um, why I have such a, an opinion on all of them. The, the piece of advice that I would want to leave with people is that I have taken the time to test, like stop listening to the gurus, stop listening to the thought leaders and the ninjas and all the people who like, like if, if you're not talking to people who have tested these ideas and broken them and experimented and failed and, and, you know, weren't fired for failing because they knew what they were doing. That's what you need to do. So if these are, you know, these are things that you want to be experimenting with, go do it. Don't ask permission, just do it, figure it out. And it's an iterative process. There's no failure here because as you iterate and you figure it out, then you'll understand what works. And that's why I've come to understand the importance of segmentation. I've come to understand the importance of delineating what it is you're doing and what spaces. I mean, test. Wow. I mean, I have nothing else to say, man. I think it's wise words for a wise man. So Jake, really appreciate it. Uh, and for the audience, I hope you uh, in, in definitely enjoy not only this session, but the, uh, the rest of the sales development summit. Have a good one. <laughs>